listener, and welcome to the Mailbox Rogues Gallery. My name's Birch. My name's Sean. This is the podcast where we take a figure from history or fiction and see if we can place them in our metaphorical mailbox of rogues. Sean, what, what, can you can you stop that a sec? Yeah, yeah, sorry, mate. I'll be with you in a moment. D- yeah, well, it's a bit unprofessional, mate. We're, we're doing the podcast now. I told you this. Yeah, yeah, I said I'll, I'll be I'll be with you in a moment. You, you're sweeping. What? We, you can do that later. When, why, why are you sweeping? I've got this broom, mate. Um, I've got quite attached to it, but I, I'm just trying to find something to do with it, really. Yeah, well, wh- why don't you just plunk it on the side a second so we can do oh, the I podcast? Um, like I say, I, I'm quite attached to it. I think I'll just I'll just hold it while we're doing the podcast. Okay, yeah, don't sweep with it. Right, I won't sweep. I won't sweep anything. Just put, just rest it on your lap if you have to have it. Yeah, okay. Jesus Christ. Okay, uh, but anyway, yeah, as I was trying to say a second ago, um, we're going to be talking today about Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Mm, yeah, me too. I honestly think this is one of the most engaging documentaries I've seen in a long, long time. Hold the phone. Documentary? Yeah, yeah. This is a really sublime... Sublime. <laughs> we're, 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 I can't remember her in the show. <laughs> I think it's really just a sublime way of documenting the trials and tribulations that young teenage witches have had to face over the millennia. Right, okay. We're, we're talking about the show from the mid-90s uh, starring uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the documentary series. As you can tell, I'm quite taken with it. Yeah, I can, I can see the witch's robes that, that you're wearing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, well, I was going to mention we're not dressing up for, for the occasion. Well, no, this is how I dress now. What? what? Why do you... Why do you... And the broom? The what? broom, yeah, that's what, actually why I'm so attached to the broom. What? what? And actually, um, I thought it was a little bit rude. I'm wearing this lovely pointy hat and you have not made a single comment. It's just a bit rude, really. But what? why the, the, the hat? And the gown and, and the broom. Well, I'm a witch now. Well, this is something I've discovered after watching the documentary. You're a witch? Yeah, yeah. I watched the show. I really enjoyed it. I identified with the character of Sabrina. And uh, then I discovered my own latent magical powers. Well, I mean, yeah, she, she's a relatable character, particularly when you're watching during your teenage years. But, mate, that wasn't a documentary. What, what do you mean? Well, it's, it's a work of fiction. Well, if it's a work of fiction, why... Does it fit like a jigsaw piece into my life so well? I, I wish I knew. You, you try explain to me how every single twist and turn in that show you could superimpose onto my own life and they'd be practically identical, if that's just a work of fiction. What problems have you got in your life that you can relate to with her? Well, we're both witches, obviously. Yeah, well, you found that out after, after watching the after show. After watching the show, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know what you're struggling with here. No, um... I just feel I've discovered a new element of my personality, of my lifestyle, and uh, a lot of people have been very supportive. From you, I'm getting, uh, I don't know, not getting a great deal of positivity. I'm happy if you're finding yourself and you're enjoying your your lifestyle, um, but I don't... Well, maybe we should talk about it. Let's stop farting around. Do you think I'm a witch or not? I say this as... A, a dear friend, you're not a witch. Right. That hurts, I'll be honest. Well, I'm sorry, but, you know, i, I got to be truthful. Okay. Well, I respect your honesty. <laughs> Let's talk about the show, and I will demonstrate to you how it syncs up perfectly with my own life. Yeah, let's let's do it. Okay. 
Well, I think the first thing to mention is um, I have come close to being a witch before. Oh, right. It's the first I've heard of this. Yeah, when I was about uh, 20, I broke my foot and couldn't really get out of the house because I was on crutches. Right. Um, I lived at the bottom of a hill. It was quite an icy winter, Mm. so I couldn't get up to the top of the hill. So I basically just stayed in the house uh, until I got better and could walk without falling over on my crutches. And it was sort of... I can't remember if it was before or after Halloween, um, but one of the few excursions I had out of the house, I bought a witch's outfit. Um, This is true, by the way. Okay. (laughs) No, no, I'm I'm, I'm hook, line and sinker. I'm I'm on board. Yeah, I bought a... Yeah, so one of the few excursions outside the house, I bought a witch's outfit, mm. um, including the broom. It, you know, it's not like the one I'm wearing now, which is a proper one. No, yeah, that's what it was. It was a kind of kids' fun Halloween one. Okay. Um, yeah, and just sort of being in the house all the time because I couldn't get out. I kind of got cabin fever. And I just took to wearing the witch's outfit around the house quite a lot. And I didn't really see it as a problem, but afterwards, people did say to me, "Sean, that was really weird that you were just dressed as a witch in your own house all the time." But I did buy a spare costume, so people who could come over and hang out with me could wear one too. Well, that's thoughtful. I mean, that's the first I've heard that, and I have no doubt in my mind that that's absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was good fun. It was good fun. But not like this. This is serious. But that was just my first foray into yeah. witchdom. Like a little, a little taster. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, going back to the show, sorry, the documentary, and... The analogies that you can draw between me and Sabrina. Yeah. So, first episode of the first season, right? Yeah. She discovers on her 16th birthday that she's a witch when she wakes up levitating over her bed. Mm. Do you remember that? A classic scene. Yeah. On my 16th birthday, I woke up and I'd eaten my entire pillow. Now, you tell me that a normal, healthy human being could have eaten an entire pillow. Well, no, a, a normal, healthy human being couldn't. Right, so obviously there must be an element of magic and witchcraft because where else would my pillow have gone? Right, well, how do you know you ate it? Like, were there, like, feathers around your I mouth? I was very full. Very I woke f- up very full. I usually wake up a little bit peckish. Hmm. This time I woke up very full and I coughed and a feather came out of my mouth. Right, okay, well that is usually a surefire sign of uh, pillow consuming. Yeah. Okay. I think most people could manage a quarter of a pillow in a single night. So how do you explain that? It is odd. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It is odd. But, I mean, is there much correlation between eating pillows and, and witchcraft? I'm just saying, there's a magical element to it. Magical. Okay. Yeah. Magical. Not the word I'd use. Are you? I mean, again, are you? do you think a normal human being could have done that? No. A normal human being couldn't have done that. There you go. So, chalk that, that as one for me in, uh, in the witch column. Yeah, I'm... I'm Trying to watch my tongue at the minute. We'll, we'll move on from that one. Um, have you got any other uh, points? Well, I mean, what's the biggest thing you've eaten in your sleep? Biggest thing I've ever eaten in my sleep. Well, as you know, where I live, it, it's not it's not one of the nicest areas. You know, uh, some uh, some exposed walls, and there's quite a, a plethora of of rats that uh, that live around my street. Okay, yeah, I wasn't um, aware of that. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's true, and. You know how they say, oh, do you know how many spiders you consume in a lifetime uh, yeah. when you go to sleep? They yeah. say it's a large number. Um, About a pillow's worth, I'm told. It could very well be over the course of a lifetime. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. And, I mean, there aren't really any spiders around my area because the rats have been eating them. You know, famously, rats love eating spiders. Yeah. And so the rats have just been taken to, to crawling into my mouth while I sleep. 
I don't what, know. It's how... just a place to hang out, a place to nest. Well, presumably they they see my mouth. Your, your maw. They, my maw. Your your gaping maw. <laughs> yep, my gaping maw. Uh, they see that and they kind of think, right? Well, it's it's warm. It's moist in there. Smells of cheese. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've noticed that about your breath. So perfect. So they probably think it's quite a nice little den. So you don't even eat a lot of cheese, do you? No. Well, I'm starting to think a lot of the cheese smell is just from the amount of rats that have now crawled into <laughs> okay, my stomach. Yeah. So it's like a, it's a vicious circle, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I don't know how many big rats have, have kind of crawled into my mouth unwittingly, but I'm sure there have been quite a few. You know, I sometimes wonder how many of them are actually still alive in there. In your mouth? Well, or in your stomach? In my stomach, like okay, they've crawled so down. What, so, oh, okay, so they go all the way down. Yeah, I can feel scratching sometimes in there, which I, I can only assume is a rat. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what else it would be. I mean, you do have a penchant for hamsters, though, as well. To be honest, I think they get eaten the second that they walked into my house with the amount of rats. They're kind of quite streetwise the rats and i think yeah. some hamsters some local hamsters would get taken advantage of well okay well i'm glad that there aren't any about then mm. so the biggest thing you've eaten in your sleep you think is a large rat uh, probably a large <clears throat> rat okay well which um, is considerably smaller than a pillow than a pillow yeah yeah exactly okay i don't know what more to say about that uh i i, I ate a pillow okay Going back to the show, drawing another parallel. Yeah. Start of the second series. Sabrina turns 17. She has to earn her witch's license mm. or she loses her powers. Right. Right. I had the same thing with my driver's license. Okay. Right. So I was, before the age of 17, driving about willy nilly. Anything I could get my hands on cars, motorbikes, mopeds, forklift trucks. Yeah. What are they called? Articulated lorries. Oh, yeah. Unarticulated lorries. Inarticulate lorries. Inarticulate lorries. Ones that couldn't string a sentence together. Yeah, exactly. Segways, jumbo jets, nice. uh, biplanes. Classy way to travel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And of course, the hydrofoil and the gyrocopter. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember when you had that. Yeah. The gyrocopter, yeah, that was good fun. Yeah. That, was, that was a good way to get to school and back. Yeah, yeah. So, um, when I got to 17, I was told that I, in fact, wasn't allowed to drive any of those things without a license. So I just. I, I had to do the same thing. I had to apply for a driver's license. And a little bit like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, mm. I didn't really study and I failed. Again, it's the same thing. There is a parallel there, for sure, with, with the license. But so far with these two examples that you've given, mm. I've not heard any instance of witchcraft used at all. I mean, I'm not saying that every moment of my life is drenched in magic. I'm just saying the parallels are there and they're undeniable. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I can't argue with that, but I mean, I, I still disagree. Do you think it was right that I was prevented from driving long wheelbase transit vans before I got my driver's license? No, absolutely not. I don't think it was right. I, I remember back, back in school, like me riding shotgun, we'd go around in that... The articulated lorries, the gyrocopter. Yeah. You know, pulling up to McDonald's in one of those. Get... We'd we'd pile all of our friends in. And in a long wheelbase transit, yeah. you can get uh, at least 20-odd people. And that's before you start stacking them. we just pile all of our friends in and just drive around. They'd be in the back bumping around. They were loving it. And during that time, you only had, like, a few cautions from the police. I killed which... only four or five people. Which, for a 16-year-old... Driving yeah. something that big for the first time. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I was blind drunk most of the time as well. Yeah, exactly. And you would have only improved with age. Exactly. So to cut you off short at that 
early stage in your life, I think was unjust. I feel it stunted my development as a driver. I, I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear at least you're on my side when it comes to the licensing issue there. Just one of the many issues with the, the British uh, judicial system. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Broken Britain. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Going through the show's narrative, again, we're just coming across more stuff that links me and Sabrina over mm. and over. So start of the third series, right? Yeah. She is tasked with having to solve the family secret, okay? Mm. I don't know if you remember this on the show. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, anybody who's... who's Binge-watching hasn't got as far as Series 3. If, Pause now. Yeah, if you're behind, then please just go enjoy the show. Yeah, yeah. So her family secret that it takes a, a whole season to work out is uh, that everybody in the family has a twin. Mm. Similarly, at the age of 18, I stumbled across my family secret. Oh, what, uh, a twin? Yeah, well, we've, we've all got twins. That's not a secret. Oh. You've met my twin, haven't you? Well, I might have met him once, but I mean, it's, it's such an uncanny likeness. Well, we're identical twins, so we look very alike. To be honest, I kind of question my own sanity. I don't know if I'm talking to Sean right now or, or, the, or the twin. I, I swear some of these episodes I've done with your twin. No, no. I mean, well, actually, yeah, you're right. I have got him to sub in from you. I knew it. Two or three times. <sighs> just two or three. thing is about Gupta mm. is he's not a witch. No. That bloodline has clearly just gone straight to me in terms of uh, magic heritage so you know now at least that i'm here as sean okay well, yeah, yeah gupta's where he usually is right on a wednesday night where's that potato farm oh yeah nice the other family tradition oh yeah yeah, yeah potato farm mm. um so like i say that's not the family secret all oh, right uh we've all got twins from my twin uncles to my twin aunts to my twin grandparents so the big family secret I stumbled across mm-hmm. is that nobody in my family likes the Godfather film. What? Nah, we just don't think much of it. Well, I mean, I'm not surprised you keep that a secret. Yeah, I know, no, people people hate it. Hate? Yeah, yeah. My uncles, Ben and Ken. Yeah. They they hate it. What's there to hate about the Godfather? Not enough cartoons. Well, yeah, there's no cartoons. Well, I know, yeah. yeah that can be said about it, I, I guess. mean... My twin dads and twin mums mainly raised me on uh, who, who Framed Roger Rabbit. Right, well, there's, well, yeah. there's lots of cartoons. So, yeah, The Godfather never really appealed to any of us. Make it into a cartoon, then we'd be interested. Okay. Also, does that extend to parts two and three, or is it just the first one that you're not keen on? Do you know what? Actually, I quite like the third one. <laughs> That's the one I would say is, I is the best. I that you'd say that. <laughs> I had a feeling. Now, that's funny because that doesn't have any cartoons. No, but it's cartoonishly stupid. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like the um, the, the love scene with uh, Sophia Coppola and uh, what's his name? In Andy the kitchen. Garcia. Andy Garcia, that's it, in the kitchen. Yeah, I guess there's some cartoonish fumbling going yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hilarious. Yeah, I loved it. Slapstick bit at the end with the, uh, the opera house. <laughs> oh, that is a classic. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, we forgot to say spoilers for that. That's right, that film came out in, what, 1990? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Did I say family secret? I meant to say family secrets. We've got a lot of secrets as a family, and I stumbled upon all of them on my 18th birthday. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, that's a good time to uh, to know, I guess, and realise that. Um, it's the best time in your life to have your entire familial foundations shaken to the core and to kind of go forth into the world as an independent being without having any any real solid ground to build your personality on. 
Right, yeah. And is this kind of a family tradition, I guess, where when someone in your family turns 18, literally everyone shows up and it's just like, right, secrets, we've got them. Yeah, yeah. So it's like when I walked into the room and they all said, surprise, and then they dropped a big banner which said, dad's gay. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) Right, just that on a big banner. I guess that's, well, yeah, I mean... The last thing you'd expect on your birthday. I was it? surprised, yeah. I was expecting a birthday party for me. Yeah, well, and Gupta as well, I presume. And Gupta as well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Gupta's learned never to expect much, so... He was always destined for the potato side of the family. Yeah, I guess. Well, I'm sure these secrets rocked him to the core as well. Yeah, um, but his dad isn't gay. What? Well, we're brothers, but um, he comes from my dad's twin... That's that's not how family works. That's how it works in my family. I'm not even going to pick holes in that. Go on. So, yeah, you, your dad's gay. I mean, that was really just the start of the family secrets. Yeah. Like you say, they all came out then. Um, so the next thing to be revealed was that my mum's a Satanist. Oh, r- really? Yeah, yeah. She's apparently just very passionate about uh, the Dark Lord. Right. And did you ever have any kind of inkling growing up that, that she might have been that way inclined the pentagrams were a sign now that i look back yeah i I guess when you look at them when when you're younger you just think they're like nice little stars don't you yeah yeah because i used to have the the glow in the dark stars on the ceiling and then there were pentagrams drawn all over the ceiling as well Mm. so i just thought they were you know one and the same yeah looking back though it is odd we got through a lot of goats right okay and there was always uh we always had goat body for dinner but we never had goat head so i should have clocked really that something else was going on with those goats heads yeah i I guess it's all hindsight isn't it you realize kind of after a bit of thought it's just like the signs were there it all clicks now yeah yeah yeah. and the third and final and most shocking family secret is that my sister's a tree surgeon really yeah yeah that was a real blow i say sister i mean my sister's a tree surgeon but her sister Hmm. twin sorry she's a constant pianist constant pianist (laughs) not a constant penis a concert pianist. Concert pianist. That's it, exactly. Right, okay. I mean, it's certainly a, an interesting bunch, your family. I can't imagine family gatherings would ever get boring. You should see us at Christmas, yeah, we'll have a great time. <laughs> dad brings his boyfriend. His boyfriend's twin brings his dad. Oh, well, yeah. His twin brings his son, who's also happens to be my dad's twin. Your family tree must look like a plate of spaghetti with all the lines... <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Well, well, that's enough about my family. I wish you wouldn't intrude, really. <laughs> he brought it up. Well, we're talking about the show, okay? All right, we'll move back on to the show. Okay, start of series four of the documentary. She works in a coffee shop. Well, I've never worked in a coffee shop, but I have worked in a shop. So there's another line you can draw between us. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, yeah, like I say, I'm seeing a, a lot of maybe life parallels. Yeah, yeah. No witching parallels just as of yet. I think the teenage side, you've you've got down to a T so far. Yeah, I was a teenager. But the the witching side, I'm, I'm not quite seeing the same level of stuff you can draw from. Don't forget that when I performed my solo performance of Swan Lake to the Queen, I was described as spellbinding. Are you going to say that there's a coincidence that that was the word that she used? That was because you put on a tremendous performance for the queen I thank mean, you very much well no it was all right i was there in the audience and i uh, i was in tears by the end of it most people were it was i'm told very beautiful 
it was it transcended the art form is what it did sean thank you but what it did not do was present any kind of witchcraft wizardry or or magic if you say so that's not what bill oddie said in his review for country file no i mean he gave it a good write-up we've been firm friends ever since is he is he a witch what a stupid fucking condescending question just because I'm a witch, you think that everybody I know now is a witch? Well, I don't know. I was, I was just asking. I, I don't know him personally. You ignorant bastard. Sorry. Apology accepted. Okay. Okay, so uh, back to the fourth series of the mm. documentary. Big news, obviously. She cheats on Harvey with Josh. What? Yeah. Harvey, don't even her remember boyf- that. Harvey, her boyfriend of four series with this new guy, Josh, manager of the coffee shop, right? And I will just say... That is quite brave for a show back then to do something like that. Like with these 90s live action young people's kind of shows. All right, the characters... All right old man. You old, you old square. <laughs> back in my day when I used to watch them, they, all the characters seemed very kind of uh, chaste and quite tame. Wholesome. Very wholesome, yeah. Whereas that, having some uh, infidelity is uh, quite quite interesting, quite unique for the time. I guess you could say so, yeah. Going back to the parallels, all I will say is I've kissed a lot of men in coffee shops. Again, don't see how that makes you a witch. Is this a gender thing? Is that the problem here? Is it because you, you've got a very old-fashioned idea that a witch has to be a woman? Well, no. I mean, it's it's can- canonical in, in the show that there are male witches. Yes, we find that out in the first episode. We do indeed. It, that, that's, that's not the issue I'm having. I, I don't see any parallels between kissing lots of boys in coffee shops and uh, getting up to witching. What's magic about that? They were witching. They hadn't been kissing me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that was a pun. I cast a spell on them. Eh? Well, I mean, you say that. You, I've seen you in these coffee shops. You usually kind of pin them against a corner and hold their arms and then and then kiss them. I wouldn't say that's putting a spell on them. I think you've traumatised more people than you've put spells on, to be quite honest. All right, well, we're not, we don't need to delve too far into this subject. This isn't a, this isn't a critique of my wooing abilities. Well, look, I'm not going to keep going on drawing these parallels between us because I don't think I'm convincing you. But I will lastly say, in the fifth series, mm. she goes to university, yeah. college as Americans call it. I have been to university. What more proof do you need? Right, well, I mean... A lot of people go to university every year. Not the university I went to. Right, what what university did you go to? Well, it was called uh, Narnia Technical College. Narnia Technical College? Yeah. I've not heard of it. No, well, it's very exclusive. Right, okay. Um, Only magical types of people, such as myself, are even allowed to know about it, let alone enrol on a course. Right, okay. And whereabouts is that base, that, that, that college? Uh, it's an online university it's a bit like the open university right okay what, what did you what did you study well i didn't do a lot of studying right it was mainly like decrypting uh voting records in the state of alabama right that was most of the work they had me doing it was sort of like uh what, what would you call it data harvesting from confidential sources right. cyber attacks that sort of thing right okay um this this university i'm i'm going to i'm going to assume that you never 
necessarily had any direct contact with any of the, the lecturers? No, I mean, their main office is based just north of Preston, and that's quite far from here. That's about five hours on a train, maybe. Yeah. Have to stop in Birmingham New Street. That's never much fun. Right, and I'm also presuming that you didn't necessarily get a physical degree at the end of it? They sent me a lovely printout. I mean, they sent it to me and I printed it out. Right. So I got the diploma, if that's what you're wondering. What does it say on it? It says... Hang on, let me... I'll just get it for you. Okay. It says, Dear Sean Kennelly, Mm -hmm. in brackets, which... It doesn't. Well, I mean, I might have put that on recently, (laughs) but... (laughs) So anyway, uh, Dear Sean Kennelly, we the people of the Democratic Republic of Congo... Thank you for your services in cyber attacks against the capitalist imperialist pigs of the United States. Regards, Narnia Technical College. Uh, You know, I said I wasn't big on writing. I'm not big on reading either. Right, Okay. Did you pay much for this course? Four or five. Thousand? Yeah, per term. Sean. It was a four-year course. I mean, this is just a bad news day. You were taken advantage of, mate. What do you mean? That is not a degree. You were used, basically, uh, to do to do their bidding. Well, you say that, but think of all the life experience I got and computer hacking abilities. You showed well, me how to do that, didn't they? Well, I mean, that that's certainly something, computer hacking. I don't know necessarily if it would help you to get any actual job in the real world. Um, I don't think that is a diploma that you could use on any CVs. Well, I use it all the time. If anybody questions it, I just threaten to... um, Like, for example, this is how it would play out. Okay, you say to me, Mr. Kennelly, we're not going to offer you the job. Uh, Mr. Kennelly, I'm afraid we're uh, not going to offer you the job. They're not usually that nice, but okay. Uh, To which I... I can can do it again. Uh, Mr. Kennelly, we are not going to offer you this job. Still a little bit tame, but okay. Okay. All right, okay, we'll go again, we'll go again. Listen here, you little fuckwit. You waste of space, you maggot. Do you think I'm really going to give you this job? Do you think you're worth the sweat on my brow to employ you? I have a family I have to look out for. Do you understand that? And do you think I can trust my big business with you, you little twat? Yeah, that's about right in terms of tone, the way they usually do it. Yeah. yeah. So to which I would reply, okay, Buster, next time you're in a cat scan machine i'm gonna hack into it make your head explode like a fucking melon (laughs) right now i mean the guy that i was playing there was uh he he was he was a little bit annoyed i would assume after threatening his life he gave me the job usually really oh yeah i've been gainfully employed ever since i got that diploma i guess threats work now maybe i should try that tact but the thing is, they're not idle threats, so I can actually do that. I, I could teach you, but realistically, I'm a bit bogged down with work. You can enrol yourself to Narnia Technical College if you want. Yeah, um, if you could send me a link to, the, to their website, that, that'd be great. Oh, I've turned you around. Now, to be quite frank, I'm just going to stop drawing the comparisons between me and Sabrina there, because, frankly, the fifth and sixth series of that documentary are pretty shite. Mm. And uh, me and Sabrina's personalities kind of part ways at that point. Um, She makes a lot of bad life decisions uh, that I would never make. If those are the points that you want to make, then we'll draw a line there. Okay.
So while I was researching Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I thought it might be interesting to do a bit of researching on actual witching. Yeah, like me. I, I was having a look. Um, it's quite interesting, actually. Did you know that the last person imprisoned for fraudulently claiming to be a witch... Do you know how long ago that was? Well, I mean, we don't take kindly on people claiming it fraudulently, so probably pretty recent. 1944. Yeah, yeah. And it was then that the Witchcraft Act of 1735 was repealed following her arrest. Is that right? And I was having a look because back particularly in the 1700s, there was a lot of fear-mongering brought about due to people's fear of witches and and being uh, possessed and having spells put upon them. So I was just kind of looking at different ways that they used to test witches back then. Initially, just as a kind of, just out of interest... But I thought maybe we could have a look at some of these for yourself. Um, Because, to be quite frank, I'm still certain that you're not a witch. And I'm still certain that I'm a witch. Well, then we can try these uh, tried and tested methods uh, from all those hundreds of years ago to uh, debunk or confirm witchcraft and see how you fare. Okay, well, I'll just say, obviously, I don't know ahead of time what these methods are, but I am 100% into this because more than anything... I want to prove that I am a witch, and I will do whatever it takes to do that. Absolutely. Now, these are 100% true. These were actual methods used to determine whether people were witches back hundreds of years ago. Okay. So the uh, the first one, quite a popular one, was uh, a swimming test. Not the kind where you'd get a 50-metre certificate at the end of it. No, I never managed 50 metres. No. Well, with this, basically what people would do to accused witches that they'd uh, drag them to the nearest body of water, strip them of their undergarments, and uh, then toss them into the water. Well, like a puddle? Um, a bit bigger than a puddle, like a, a lake or a, a river or a pond. Okay. Something fairly deep. Because uh, I've sat in a puddle in my pants before. Yeah. Many times. Well, maybe we can sit, cause, because that, uh, back then witches were believed to have uh, spurned the sacrament of baptism. They believed that because their bodies would reject water they wouldn't go under the water. They'd just kind of float. Mm-hmm. So based on this logic, um, I was just wondering whether you're uh, floaty. Whether I'm floaty? Mm, in water. Yeah, I'm pretty floaty. Yeah. I mean... Uh, you don't sink? No. Take me to... In fact, this great example. Went to the Dead Sea mm. in Jordan. Jumped in. Just floated about on top like it was nobody's business. Right. Okay. Went nowhere near the bottom. Well, I mean, what I will say is that nobody sinks in the Dead Sea. Yeah, but especially witches. Right. Well, I mean, I I thought you'd have something smart to say uh, about that. I usually do. So I've brought uh, a little paddling pool. Uh, You might have noticed it here. I like a little inflatable one. Now, if you could just... Oh, wait. It says you need to strip off your undergarments. All right, hang on. I'll just start unbuttoning. Uh, A lot of zips and buckles. Yeah, it's a good thing I'm wearing this bodysuit. All right, I'm in the buff. Now what? Right, okay. Now, if, if you jump in this uh, this little paddling pool, I've removed the little uh, rubber ducks and everything. And away I go! What? You're actually floating. I told you. No. Th- are you wearing a water wings or something? Where would I be wearing them? It's a fair point. You're completely naked. Um, I wasn't expecting that. You threw me threw me a loop there. Okay. Um, right, I'm getting out of the pool. All right. Jesus. Have you got a towel? No, I don't. I don't own a towel. 
who does in this day and age? No, that's the thing is I don't sink, but I do, do still get a bit damp. Okay, well... I'm moistened by the water. Well, it's quite bright. It's quite warm. If you just sit there, I'm, I'm sure you'll you'll soon dry. Oh, okay. Okay, now the uh, the next one... Oh, you're not satisfied by that result? We'll say that's one to you. But, okay, yeah. But there are there are a few tests. I'm 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 I want this to be debunked. Okay. Now the the next one was a prayer test. Now back during medieval times, people believed that witches basically were unable to speak scripture aloud. So they were made to recite Bible passages, typically the Lord's Prayer, to see if they would make any mistakes at all. Back during that period of time, it was particularly harsh because a lot of people were illiterate. But, but you know, this is the 21st century, so uh, I don't see any excuses. All right, well, hang on. Well, is this a Bible you've brought with you? This, yeah, this is my own personal Bible that I carry everywhere with me. So you just want me to read any passage here in the Bible? Yeah, yeah, just... I'll just flick to something random? Yeah, just, just choose anything and give it a read. Okay, so uh, random page... Genesis chapter 19, lovely. verse 30, and Lot went up out of Zoar and dwelt in the mountain, mountain. No, 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 no. Dwelt no, not, in not, the mountain. No, not, not, not mountain. Mount, no? No, come on. Mount, mountain. Yes, that's right. Yep, good, good. And his two daughters with him, for he... Far to d well. What's d well? D well, a d and then well. No, d well. Dwell. Dwell. Yeah, I said that in Zoar, and he d well dwelt. Yes. In a cave. A what? Cave. Cave. Ca- cave. Cave. Yeah. Ca- cave. He. And his two daughters. And the firstborn said unto the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man in the. Now, can you help me with this one? Uh, right, I'll spell it. All right. E a r t h. Uh, e- earth. Earth. You know what that word is. It, it's spelt like ear with a th on it. Earth. Give me the Bible. Give give me the Bible back. Earth. Oh. <sighs> you know these words. Well, I don't. Not always. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's well done. That's two to you. Next test. Um, this one's called the the touch test. Okay, so. Basi- I like the sound of this one. Yeah, well, we'll see, shall we? Basically, it was believed that uh, if somebody was touched by a witch or a sorcerer, they'd have a negative reaction to, to being touched. Basically, what would happen uh, during trials is that uh, the victim would be blindfolded and several people would uh, go up, one of them being the accused witch, and touching the person just to kind of make it a bit fairer. And basically, if that person had a negative reaction to the touch, then that confirmed to them that it was a witch. Well, we don't have several people. No, um, it's just us two. It's just us. But I mean, if you touch you and then I touch you, then that's a couple of people at least. Yeah, we, we can do it that way if you want. Okay, we'll put on the blindfold. Blindfold? There's only two of us. 
Well, yeah, but I mean, we're doing it in accordance to your traditions. Put on the blindfold. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fine. No, I'll, I'll put the blindfold on. All right. Now touch right. Just touch yourself. Okay. How's that? Feel nice? It's fine. Yeah. It's it's not sore. It doesn't hurt. No aches. No pains. Yeah. Feels fine. Okay. I'll, I'll touch you, but I'm not going to tell you when. Okay. Ow! What the hell did you do that for? Well, I just touched you. You pinched me. I did not. I'm taking this blindfold off. Right. What do you mean? That was a pinch. No, I just, I just touched my, lightly touched my finger to you. Listen, mate, we've, we've got it on tape. Unfortunately, it's only audio tape. Well, yeah, that's the problem. It's your word against mine. Well, I don't know what to say. Okay, fine. Oh, I, very good. Yeah, I can, I can see why you wanted the blindfold. I don't know what you mean. I am suggesting, Sean Kenley, that you told me to wear the blindfold so that you could pinch me and I wouldn't know any different. That's just your opinion, man. I guess it is. All right, fine. Um, Next test. Yeah, we're moving on to if the... If you're not satisfied, then we'll just keep going. No, I'm not, actually. I'm not satisfied. Right? Next test. Witch cakes. So with this one, and this is 100% true what people used to do back in the day to determine if someone was a witch. Now, what people would do is they would take a sample of urine from a victim of witchcraft. Okay, they'd take a sample of urine, mix it in with some rye meal and ashes, and then bake it into a cake. Regular bunch of Mary Berries. And what would then happen is they would feed it to a dog owned by the suspected witch. And what they would hope would happen is, basically, the dog would then reveal the identity of the witch. How would it reveal it? By by speaking the name. Oh, the dog then talks? The dog would then speak. Unusual. It is unusual. I think this one is going to be the clincher, personally. Okay, okay. So, it just so happens I have a, a fine selection of uh, piss buns with me. You just happen to have them with you? I just happen to have them with me here. My own urine. I think we could call me a, a victim of a witch after you uh, pinched me a second ago. If you say so. I do say so. So I've got the buns here. Now, in terms of the dog, now, uh, the viewer might not know this, but uh, Sean has a, a lovely dog who, who sits with us um, by the name of Gonad. Yeah, every episode, just curled up in the corner. Good as gold, never makes a sound. Never makes a peep. Now, if it's all right with you, Sean, given uh-huh. that this is to, to prove your, your witchiness, may I feed Gonad a piss cake? I don't like the way you phrased it. I'm not even sure I like the idea of it at all. But as I said, I will do anything to prove that I'm a witch. Okay, good. Call him over. Gonad! Gonad! Hello, Gonad! Hello! Hey, boy. He's been running a bit. Right, now... Gonad, I've got a lovely treat for you. Okay? It's a piss cake. Go on, have a bite. It's a good thing he doesn't know what that means. Come on. Sean! You heard it. What? Go and... Come back to the mic. Go and... Go now. Nah, he's off, mate. He's off on another adventure. Go... But you heard that before he went. It sounded a bit like Sean. It sounded exactly like Sean. I... It did, didn't it? Right, f- okay. Okay, yeah, th- that's fine. Yep, yeah, one to you again. All right, fine. We have one last test, okay? Now, the final test is just so well that uh, you're naked uh, for this one. Mm-hmm. Basically, what would happen is that suspected witches would be stripped of their undergarments and publicly examined, and people would be checking for unsightly blemishes, uh, marks, anything like that. And in particular, 
they would be looking for a witch's teat. A witch's teat, which is basically an extra nipple allegedly used to suckle a witch's helper animal, which, in your case, would be gonad. Is gonad, yeah. Well, um, a third nipple, you say. I don't actually use my third nipple to suckle gonad. I use my fifth nipple. Fifth nipple? My fifth nipple, yeah. Let me show you. I'll just get into a position where you can see it. Oh, it's a good thing I've been doing yoga. Yeah, hang on. Here we are. There we go. You see it? That's that's not a ni- that's not a nipple. That's, that's like Come on, pe- touch it. Pepperoni or touch something. Touch it. My God, what? It's a oh. nipple. Oh, yeah, I told you it was. So where are the, the other two? Uh, well, there's, hang on. There's one here. Yeah, see it. Yeah, I, I see it. Yeah, and there's another one here. Oh, just pull this yeah, into shape. There we go. There's the other one. Yeah, okay, five. Fine, five nipples. Well, the fifth one is the one that I feed Gonad with. I've got a sixth as well, though. Um, you have a sixth nipple? Yeah, look, just by my left ear. Hang on, let me just... Can you see that? Yeah, yeah, I see that one as well, Sean. That, yeah. I see it too. It's funny, actually. I never thought to today to check behind the right ear. Let me just... I feel I feel like there's something there. Can you, can you see anything there? Yeah, I see something. Is, is that another one? Nipple number seven... I mean that those that's all the tests that I've got. Those are all the tests. I think if we go back through them I've done pretty well. I uh I don't like to admit when I'm wrong, but maybe maybe you are a witch. Does this mean I can get back to my sweeping? You get back to your sweeping, Sean. <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I know you're a witch, but just can you at least come and finish the podcast? We've only got a few more minutes left. All right. Um, maybe I just sweep gently here on the floor under the table while we're finishing it up. Well, so long as it's not picked up on the audio, yeah, fine. I promise nothing. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for listening, uh, everyone. While we discussed not only Sabrina, the teenage witch, but Sean, the adult witch, as it seems to turn out. Yeah, my new title. Your new title. So thank you all very much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, perhaps you'd like to let us know. You can contact us in a number of different ways. You can reach us on Twitter at Mailbox Rogues. You can contact us by email, mailboxroguesgallery at gmail.com. You can get us on Facebook and you can listen to the show on YouTube, Podbean and iTunes. That's right. And do please leave a review on iTunes as it helps to boost the show. It really does. I did a spooky boo there (laughs) because I'm a witch. Because you're a witch. I'm still half terrified by that. I don't know why I'm laughing. But yeah, please do leave a review if you're enjoying the the podcast because it does really help us. And like I say, you can contact us. Maybe you have some questions for us about the show maybe suggestions for future episodes. You might even have some questions for Sean now that he's turned out to be a witch, maybe asking him what that will, what kind of impact that will have on his life now. I'm not sure I want to talk about it much more than this, to be honest. No? No. I think this might be the last you ever hear of it. Okay, well, yeah, no, of course, you don't want to go on too much about it, do you? No, no. So, thank you all for listening. I've been Birch. And I've been Sean. Goodbye.